Welcome back to the Midlife Muscle Podcast. I'm Joey Atlas, your host, and today's great guest is Rachel Forrest. Rachel, thank you for being here. Of course. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So is is this your first podcast ever? Yes. Yeah? All right. I'm honored. So I'm finding that with a lot of people. This is their first one, and everybody's cool with just jumping on video. It's It's been yeah. awesome, really. Um, so I thank you again for being here. Of course. Now, in... Uh, you, you've noticed like toward the end, everybody nominates somebody and I, that's what I gave you as your assignment, have somebody to nominate, but nobody nominated you, right? Uh, but um, <laughs> I call it God nominating somebody through me. And so this is the first time I'm explaining this. Whether you're a believer or not, doesn't matter. Like yeah. God plays a heavy role in my life, mm -hmm. <clears throat> especially over the last, I don't know, 10 years. That's, a, that's a, an episode for another day though. Um, the, the best way for me to describe this is like, God will put a spotlight on certain people in like in my, my life and like over here, it's the gym, like, yeah. let's call it that area. And it's like, there's not a light on you. It's almost like there's a light, but it's invisible, but okay. God's having me pay attention. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, no, I know. So you're one of those people and, um, you and I cross paths, head nod, you know, typical gym thing. But there's certain people it happens with more often. Like there's a vibe, yeah. you know, there's a uh, reciprocal positive energy. Yeah. Um, you're one of those people. And I'm then, honored yeah. to be chosen by the one. <laughs> no, please. Yeah. Um, it's an honor to have you here. So I, I appreciated you. your openness and connecting and you know, just really being all into getting on here and, and participating, I'm getting a lot the, of great feedback. I'm all for the good vibes too. So Love it. Yeah. All right, cool. I could tell. I yeah. sensed it. Like, it didn't take long for me to see that. Google. So, all right, here's what we're going to do. Just like I do with everybody, I want you to give us a, a, a brief, quick self-intro of who Rachel is, like a snapshot photo of who this lady is right now. Um, I'm a nurse. Um... I work, I'm a trauma neuro ICU nurse. I uh, work at UFL, so level one trauma center. And UFL, for people who don't know, is? Chance. Chance. Downtown. <clears throat> mm -hmm. The worst traumas go there. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. So it gets a little crazy. Right. Um, I love it. Uh, it keeps me busy. It keeps mm. me, I have to be very organized and uh Structured. So that structured exactly. So I have to go. So I, I'm able to do everything that I want to do in my life. Work out. Right. Be healthy. Mm -hmm. um, do the things that make me happy. Yep. And we're we're gonna get into more of those. And what's your age? Awesome. I'm thirty. Thirty three zero. All right. So um, that's that, that was one of the things we touched on in our quick early conversation. And I didn't want to go too deep, as I told you. Mm. I tell others. I want to talk to you more, but I don't want to like ruin it for yeah, yeah. this, this conversation. Uh, so let's go, let's go back to your childhood. Where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born technically in Fort Myers, wasn't even there like a year and a half and then went to Miami. I've been everywhere. Grew up in Miami until I was 14, went back to Fort Myers for high school and went to Florida State. Go Knowles. And then... Yeah. Um, and then I ended up in Jacksonville. Okay. So moved around Fort Myers, Miami, back to Fort Myers. Is that with, with family, mom, dad? Yeah. Dad was in Fort Myers. Mom was in Miami. Okay. And then went far away to Tallahassee. Yeah. Okay. So school in Tallahassee. Yeah. Florida State. Um, now, what specifically brought you to Jax? Honestly, I had a lot of friends in Tallahassee that afterwards they were from Jacksonville and they came back here mm. and I did not want to go back to Miami. Right. Understood. I feel like once anyone like leaves Miami, <laughs> they don't go back. Right. Once they experience the rest of the world, they're like, wow, that, uh -huh. that's why I was so stressed. Yep. Um, people complain here about driving anywhere that's 20 minutes and I'm no like, idea. you don't know. No. God bless you. You know, mm -hmm. and Fort Myers was just too boring for me. Right. It was just you know, snowbirds. Yeah. Um, so I thought Jacksonville was like, it's a big city. It's open, you know, a little bit younger crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, not like Fort Myers and yeah. not as crazy as Miami. So that's what brought me here. Okay. How many years ago was that? About almost five now. Five years. It doesn't right. seem that long, but. It goes fast. Yeah. All right. So 
Were you already a nurse when you came here? No. So what I did before nursing was when I was 19, I became a personal trainer. Uh-huh. So I've been doing this um, for over 10 years. So. Okay. Um, but I became a personal trainer and I always, I've, I started playing sports since I was five. Um, I've always been moving, doing something. And um, I wanted to go to physical therapy school mm-hmm. and I will never forget it was after I graduated, I started working at a, as a PT tech at an office. Mm. I was already a personal trainer and a strength coach. And I was working with this fresh ACL surgery. We're doing, you know, knee extensions. And it's 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And the guy started laughing. And he was like, you're bored, aren't you? And I was <laughs> like, you called me out so hard. And I was like, this isn't for me. I need something I get it. more exciting. So I went to EMT school. Okay. And I still was personal training. I still have done personal training, like, you know, here and there, Mm -hmm. just writing plans for people. Right. Working in the gym after that, but while I was in school. And then it became EMT. And then I moved to Jacksonville and worked as an EMT at UF Health in the emergency department Mm -hmm. first for over two years. And then went to nursing school while I was working there. Okay. And then I became a nurse. So I've been a nurse now for almost a year and a half. Okay. So... Was there something specific that made you go into the area that you're in? Because that's pretty intense. Like, um, I, I just, I hate to say this, but I really want. Well, I don't know if I should hate to say this, but I really want my. That's that's a way for me to find meaning in my work. Mm-hmm. I enjoy pushing myself to the limit. Right. And I want, I almost want to do something that's hard. Yeah. Um, I want to do something that. Is a challenge. Yeah. Understood. So for, for people who don't know, you're, you're in the trauma ER. Trauma ICU. Trauma ICU Currently. at Shands, mm-hmm. which is, is it like the, one of the busiest hospitals in, in Florida or the Southeast or. So we're. To put it into perspective, we're the level one trauma center of the region. So all the way up to somewhere in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, down to, I think the next one down is Gainesville. I could be wrong. Right. Um, but pretty much everywhere in this region, if someone meets level one trauma criteria, AKA if they're, uh, if there's a risk that they're going to lose their life. Um, so they have to come mostly to accidents, gunshots, gunshot like... wounds, accidents, strokes. Okay. Well, that strokes don't meet the level one criteria, but as right. far as trauma, yes, very bad car accidents, right. gunshot wounds all the time. So, is there a helipad there? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the gunshot scenarios are those mostly from like violent incidents, yes. Yes. not hunting. They're mo- I'm, I'm assuming they're. Like street violence, yeah. Domestic violence, yeah. Um, street violence—it's every type mm-hmm. of gunshot wound. We get a lot of people who shoot themselves accidentally. Um, no gun safety—I can't stress that enough. My right. dad was a cop, and I can't tell you how many times people accidentally shoot themselves because they're cleaning their gun and they're aiming it at themselves. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a fourteen-year-old child shot wow. because their parent. Or didn't a friend lock it up. didn't, yeah. Mm. Um, and and then mo- most of the time it's it's street violence, mm-hmm. unfortunately, especially with the area that we're in. Right, it happens a lot. Yeah, I assume that. Um, so, in those scenarios, is there like a heightened level of security at Shans? Like, no, really. Forgive me if. So. No, like I'm just thinking like <laughs> logistically, like, all right, there's a Not gang, really. there's a gang shootout. I don't want some people get shot. They get taken to the hospital, but the other guys still want to I take them like out. I feel like I can't comment on it too much, Understood. but I definitely, a lot of us wish that there was better security. Understood. Yeah. Is it an issue? Like, is it, is there any, anything vocal about it being, um, it's kind of like every now and then something will happen and a family member is aggressive and we do have to protect ourselves mm. and security is not always on our floor. Right. We are a locked unit. 
Okay. So you cannot come in unless, and a lot of the times the patient's names are protected. Right. If you are a victim of violence, your name is not going to show up in the computer. Right. Like we can't, we can't give that information out. Mm. So we do have a system where if somebody calls and asks for information where they are, right. we can't just tell them. They need to provide a code. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. However, there have been other instances where, where um, I mean, it's a fact. Nurses have been attacked by mm. family members right. and beaten. And um, mm. so it just happens every once in a while. And we have to be on our guard and be careful. And That's got to be an extra level of stress too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can always kind of see it coming sometimes, right. not all the time. I can't speak for sure. everybody, obviously. But um, it's also just expected. Yeah, you you have definitely a, a heightened level of awareness. Mm. It was definitely worse in the ED. It's a lot right. easier to get into the first floor. Yeah. Into the ED. It's not a locked unit. You can just walk in, right. kind of. Right. Especially if you, a lot of people have been shot. They've had family members who've been shot before, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Right. So they kind of know their way around. Yeah. But you definitely have, but there's more security presence on the first floor. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something you need to look out for. Interesting. All right. Okay. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, what, how'd you find your way into the Jim Jacks? Jim Jacks. Um, so my friend Jordan, uh, my best friend Jordan, he's awesome. Um, big guy. I, he's one of the strongest guys, if not the strongest guy in the gym at all times. Like right. he's big, huge. Um, he goes to the gym jacks. So I visited the gym jacks with him a few times. I worked out at Bailey's before mm -hmm. and a, a few times, I think over a year now he would bring me and I was like, it's a different kind of vibe here. Yeah. It's cool. It's right. not, I feel like everyone at gym jacks is, um, is serious, is right. committed. Um, and everyone started somewhere. Yep. And everyone yeah. knows that too. There's an it's accepting vibe there. Like yeah. everybody's cool with everybody. That was my point. I remember I told you it'll come back to me. Uh, Ashley asked me the question, how did you decide to do this particular podcast? Because oh, okay. I had one going before, which I still do occasionally. Yeah. Um, and I tell the story of how I went from training at home for the last bunch of years mm -hmm. to training in the gym jacks. Mm -hmm. And then like this thing coming to fruition by basically God planting seeds in front of me because I had no intention of doing this um, when I when I first started coming there. I was just going there to help a friend. Oh, cool. And uh, that that was done. And then um, I decided to keep going because I was like, yeah, there's, there's good stuff going on here. This is a cool place. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to hear it, you got to listen to Ashley's. Okay, okay. <laughs> Podcast number one. It was a great question. I go into more She's detail. She's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah she is. Um, Okay, so as we as we get cruising here, if you're on audio, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and you want to come see the video versions of these, which you should, all you got to do is take the shortcut link. That's midlifemusclepodcast.com. That's going to take you directly to the YouTube video podcast channel. You'll want to subscribe, share your comments, let, it, let all the guests know you appreciate them doing this. Share it with your friends, your family, your in-laws, coworkers. Uh, and then if you want the newsletter version of this, where I throw in some extras, photos, recipes, reflections, what have you, take the shortcut link. That's midlifemusclenews.com, midlifemusclenews.com. All right. Um, so you find your way into the gym jacks. You felt the good vibe. You saw the, some of the things I was talking about actually early on uh, in some of the previous episodes. You decided you're going to make that your training place. How many years ago was that? Uh, a little over a year, I think now. Okay. So did you know anybody there besides Jason or? Jordan. Jordan. Um, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Cool. All right. So I, I've seen generally how you train. Like I can appreciate your training style. One of the things I mentioned to you when we first started talking is your consistency. But I had a sense you may be a nurse because really? of the, yeah, because the times I would see you and oh, then the yeah. times I wouldn't see you. I'm like, ah, she's probably a shift worker or something. Yeah, right. I worked night shift. Right. Okay. So my training's a little bit all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but even though it's all over the place, you're still consistent. Yeah. Like that right. I got I after tried. a few months. I tried. So give us an overview of your general training schedule, like a basic outline. What does it look like? Uh, generally on a 
average week, I'll work my three shifts in a row. So that first, I work 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. That first shift, I will sleep in late. Like I'll sleep in as late as I can mm. so that I don't have to sleep later because I'm real bad at taking naps before right. I work. I'm Understood. like, I have to work. I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> so I sleep like 12 hours. Okay. And then I get up, take pre-workout, get to the gym by like 1 o'clock. Mm. So that's a different time than I go. Right. And then I'll train for like two hours, go home, eat, prep for work. So I have a ton of food for work, go mm. to work. I work that night, I work the next night, I work the next night. And then I sleep that next day. Mm-hmm. And always that first day I'll get up and do something. Whether right. I go to the gym or do some other activity. But I'll usually sleep that day, wake up, and not take pre-workout so I can sleep that night. Right, right. But I'll like drink coffee or maybe like a quarter scoop of pre-workout. Mm-hmm. And then go to the gym, work out. And then that night I will sleep. So if I sleep like seven or six hours that day, it's just enough for me to wake up and do something. Yeah. But then I'll go to bed later at like one. Right. So then I sleep six hours ish and then wake up at nine right. the next day. So then I start my days. Right. Again, normal right. four days off. Yeah. So essentially if I sleep six out six, seven hours at first that first day and then six hours later, I'm really getting like twelve, thirteen yeah. hours yeah. of sleep in a twenty four hours. So that's not too bad. Right. And it works. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the body part split, like with the schedule like that, how do you, how do you break up your body parts that you're training? So like I said, that's an ideal average schedule. It's right. not always like yeah. that. Um, so I really fortunately, um, ha- I, tr- I try to, I have the knowledge I feel like now to balance it out accordingly. Mm-hmm. So if I only have three days off, Unfortunately, I have to balance it around my knees too because my knees are not good. Okay. Um, so if I, like, let's say I only have two days off, mm. I'll hit upper body one day. So it's different every time. I'll right. hit upper body one day, full, like back and chest, whatever mm-hmm. I can do, like just go to the end. Mm-hmm. The next day I'll do legs right. and then I'll go to work. If I have four days, I'll do, usually I, I do, ideally I do a chest, uh, like a push upper a pull, mm. upper, and then legs. Okay. But if I know that I'm not going to be working out for three days because I have work, mm. then I'll hit everything that I can. Right. And and some. Right. Um, so that it's all balanced. Okay. So despite that kind of schedule, you've still figured out a way to make your training yeah. work and fit. Um, what kind of cardio... Uh, are you doing if any (laughs) (laughs) i said if any (laughs) um i have always hated cardio i used to play rugby okay so i would joke and say i only run if someone's chasing me right which was literally true Uh um and to not get hit by 200 pound girl i feel like that's motivation enough yeah but now i'm not um so actually uh i i so i hate it i was playing flag football in a league through Jack's Fray like every Monday yeah. night and that was my cardio like once a week. Right. And I was huffing and puffing. <laughs> um, but like I said, my knees held me back. But I actually just joined a BJJ gym, MMA okay. gym, um, 10th Planet. They're super awesome. So that about three times a week, I will go to that and that's my cardio. That's cardio. So yeah. today I worked out at 8.30. I went home, drank a smoothie, and then I went there. Right. And then Trained the gym jacks. You trained oh. at Jim Jackson, then I went to the BJJ okay. gym right. and did that. And for like an hour, I was, you know, grappling on the ground. Right. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to do to get cardio. Okay, that's cardio. That counts. <laughs> All right. I need to be better, but. All right. That definitely counts, though. Um, good stuff. Okay. So speaking of nutrition and meal prep and stuff, somebody like you, obviously, we both know there's a lot of nurses who pay no mind to meal prep nutrition. They're just getting whatever. Yeah. And that shows, right? But somebody like you, and there there is a good percentage of like conscious nurses who put their health first and they put in the effort and they're oh yeah. They're making the right choices. How do you manage your let's let's go backwards. Um how do you do your food shopping to allow you to do your meal preps first? Like I always have the basics, like I always have fruit. Okay. If I snack on something at work, if I want something sweet, I always have fruit. Right. 
So I always get fruit. I go between different breakfasts that I like. Usually all of them have eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always have some sort of meat. I honestly look up different recipes mm. and find something that's easy, but also, you know, taste tasty. Right. Um, and something that I will have leftovers for. Right. It's honestly easier for me to eat while I'm working yeah. and get in enough get calories and get in enough protein. Right. Because I'm like, okay, I'm this way through the shift. I need to eat my right. second meal Timing by now. Timing is better. Oh, I'm this much through the shift. I need to drink my protein shake right. by now. And then I always have like a protein bar, even though I hate protein bars. Understood. I make my own. I'm yeah. Not crazy oh, I saw them. on one of the shows that okay. I watched that you have. Them cool. Yeah, I try it. Um, but yeah, I, I try to think of different things because the one thing I don't want to happen is me to get bored. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big challenge with most people who are like maybe not as into it as we are, but they're trying to get into it or they're trying again or they're like, you know, 39, turning 40. Oh, I got to do something. Yeah. And they're, they're going all extreme. They're eating really bland. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe they're seeing a trainer who's got them on the chicken, broccoli, rice thing. Yeah. It's like, it's not going to last. So yeah, uh, one of the things I love doing um, personally and like being able to share it with others is cooking with herbs, spices, yeah. seasonings, because mm-hmm. they're all good for us. Yep. And those, our bodies actually need them, want yep. them, right? So you got all these flavors, endless combinations and options and all the health benefits that come from those things, yep. right? So you're probably familiar with some of those, right? Yeah. Getting into that, all right. Again, we could go, there's a whole other episode talking about all these different ones. Got to keep it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think people need to learn that. Like, oh, okay, like I can use, you know, whatever, turmeric, uh, cardamom, sea salt, pepper, of course, paprika. Yeah. Um, It's endless, endless, endless. I think if people can grasp that and just start like experimenting, let alone following recipes, they'll realize, ooh, this actually tastes good. Like I can eat this on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. right? Um, still lots of room for people to learn in that realm, but yeah. you're already doing it. So, um, what does meal prep look like for your like blocks of several days in a row of shifts? Do you do it all at once and it's all ready or you, each day are you doing it for the, for the following shift? Um, I like to, usually I won't work more than three shifts at a time. So I like to have something that I can make in bulk that I will have at least that one meal, those three shifts right. in a row. And then, so that's ready. And then I'll always make sure when I get up before work, I'll have, I get up enough time beforehand to make something then. Right. So I'll eat a big meal before work. I'll eat my meal at work. Mm -hmm. And then I have always a protein shake to supplement Mm -hmm. with a lot of other things in it, like kefir and honey and cinnamon and fruits. And um, I try to get, all my nutrients from different good uh, nutrient dense sources. Whole foods. Yeah. Right. Um, so I like to have a blend. It's it's different. Um, like yesterday, I cooked salmon. I pan seared salmon, seasoned my white rice, had cucumbers, and had like a chili infused honey. And it was amazing. Nice. Very cool. So where yeah. do you do your food shopping? Where do you get your salmon, your meats? Honestly. Um, I usually just go to Publix. Yeah. Um, I know they don't have the best choice of everything. Um, but honestly, when I leave Jim Jack's, there's the Publix right there it's off Kernan. Super convenient. It's closer to me. It makes more sense than where the Publix is by my house. So I just stop by there, get everything. I make a list the day before, mm. so I'm not yep. there forever. I'm never right. in Publix for more than 30 minutes because it drives me nuts. Um, and... I mean, sometimes if I'm in, I just don't live by other um, better um, options. Right. So I just, you know, I, I go what's on my way and yeah. it, it works for me. Okay. So you got like a, it's kind of a, a flexible, systemized routine. Yeah. I do a lot of the times go to Costco and stock up on good yeah. meat. So I usually get my meat from Costco. I'll freeze right. it. Right. Thaw it at here and there. Yeah. Costco's but, awesome. Yeah. For my meat. Mm-hmm. Um and some fruits too, because I love right. a big thing of blueberries. Oh yeah, the frozen ones are awesome. Yeah. Oh, I put them in my shakes all the yeah. time. Yeah. Are you into organics, or is it either way? For yeah, me? I try. Yeah. yeah, I try to always steer towards organic, whatever f- fruit uh, right. that's uh, in bulk, best price, or organic. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get that. I'll mix right. it up every week. Yeah. 
I usually, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever used Costco online? Costco.com? No. Oh, I, I, it's, it's made like really? all the big things. I just order from the website. Oh, wow. And then wow. I'll go there for like smaller, perishable stuff, but big stuff. Yeah. Like organic soy milk, organic almond I didn't milk. Think of that. Um, God, when you go on there, it's like, oh, yeah, they got that too. Cool. I'll just have it delivered. Yeah. Like certain spring waters. Yeah. Um, I love my water. I get most of my Costco stuff from the website now instead of going there. Ooh, okay. Like when I go there, it'll be for like the frozen berries, their organic butter, uh, organic coconut oil. Nice. Uh, their produce is pretty good if you eat it fast enough. Yeah, right? I Cause it is through, pretty yeah. bulk, right? Um, but yeah, it's made life a lot easier and it's, maybe I do a, a Costco run. I hate going to Costco. I know. I get it. That's why I use the, the dot com more, more often now because now I just go there maybe once every two months, once every three months yeah. to the actual mm -hmm. store because um, the, the online option is like, it's, it's too easy. Like it's, yeah. it's a no brainer. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, good stuff here. Any, without naming name brands, you use any supplements, take any multivitamins? Anything? Oh yeah, in general, um, I take creatine every day. I take collagen. I take, I average about a protein scoop every day of, you said no name brands. Um, is it plant-based or whey? Not plant-based, it's whey. Whey. Yeah, okay. I don't really do plant-based. Okay. Um, any specific vitamins, minerals, multivitamin? No, I don't take a multivitamin. I just try to have a wide variety of, in my diet. Yeah, it sounds like you do. Like yeah. you're really structured about that. You're yeah, getting so I a lot of good I try nutrition to, in. Yeah, I try to um really ensure that I get a lot of, you know, nutrient dense right. Um, and a variety too, it variety sounds like. for my diet, yeah. But yeah, mo mostly those is what I take. Um okay. I try to get BCAs in. Mm -hmm. But honestly like with pre-workout and creatine right. and BCAs, like my stomach can't really yeah. do all that. So I try to, you know, eat uh, a lot of red meat, a lot right. of good portions of meat, not just get my protein from yogurt and right. shakes and stuff. So Understood. I can make up for it in that aspect. Okay. That's one of the challenges most people have is they're so busy with life, kids, career, what have you, um, running a household that doing the things that we're talking about is really hard for them. It's a big challenge, right? And sometimes yeah. that's an obstacle for them. Like I can't do all that yeah. food prep and planning and structuring. Like I, my life is not like yeah. that. Right. Um, which is okay. There's always like, all right, we'll go to plan B and yeah. here's how you are going to implement, you know, a looser plan B yeah. and still make progress and get results. I don't have kids. So I have no excuse. Right. I have no excuse. I see yeah. all these, people in the gym and they have their kids they drop them off and i'm like if they're doing it i have no excuse exactly so right right good observation all right good stuff so far here um have you ever had any kind of big setback of any kind like that took you off track because you've been into this for a while you ever had like a life event a family member passing a massive injury or something that took you off track where you had to find your way back I did have a, a family member pass. My mother passed away in 21. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, somehow, um, lifting got me through it. Right. Um, so you stuck with it and you kind of made that your way of coping yeah. partially. Yeah. But the one thing, and my mom would have been like, get up. Like, yeah. yeah get yeah. up, you know? Right, right. So that's how she was, which was great, which is why I'm the way that I am. But mm. in 2018, I was playing rugby and um, I got tackled twice, once by this one girl. And then I was on the ground on my knee, like just like on my knees. And then I got tackled again. And um, this very fairly large woman um, smashed my, the head of my femur and my tibia together. Mm. And my kneecap popped out. I heard a big snap, and I was praying that it wasn't my ACL. Right. Um, but my kneecap popped out. Had hairline fractures in my femur, my tibia. Really. I had severe bone marrow. From that hit. From that edema tackle. leaking into my yeah. And um, I just imagine like a 260, 270 pound woman like, 
right here. Wow. I, I remember when I was on the ground the first time, I was like, I saw her coming and I was like, please don't tackle me. Right. I can't go anywhere. Like I'm, I'm, on, I'm pinned on the ground wasn't by, necessary. by my legs yeah. from the other girl. And I gave off the ball. I'm like, please don't. And she did. And, um, I played for that coach for three years and not once did he come onto the field ever. Like when mm. I was hurt and he came up to me right away. He pulled my mouth right out of my mouth. And he was like, what's wrong? Mm. Like he knew. Yeah. And it took so by the time my leg healed luckily i didn't need surgery for my broken for my there's hairline fractures mm -hmm. it was fine but by the time that healed my kneecap because it popped out was sitting too far laterally that i literally could not extend my leg right. at all mm -hmm. excruciating pain i could not do that so i went to three different orthopedic surgeons and i was like i do not want to have surgery I don't. I will mm -hmm. do anything that I can. And I know a lot of PT yeah. um, from my experience. I know how to fix myself. Like, I will never take ibuprofen ever. Like, I will, if it's physical pain, I will always do something to fix it and mm -hmm. I can fix it. I was rolling out on a barbell. Really? Yeah. Trying to release all this lateral tissue. Yeah. It was not working. And every single doctor that I went to, they were like, you need a lateral release. Like, you need, we need to go in there and cut up all the tissue. There's too much for tissue. So I did that. And that whole process, I was still personal training mm. and I would have like 10, eight, like eight, nine clients a day wow. while going to EMT school. I would train in the morning, train at a workout in the middle, like upper body, right. do my PT. I would train again at four or five, six, and then I would go to EMT school and I was hobbling around the gym on crutches. Crutches. I was going to ask, like, how were you getting around? My triceps were phenomenal, <laughs> honestly. It was worth it. No, I'm kidding. Um, but but how, no, that's... Now, so that was two, 2018 that yep. injury happened. All right. Yeah. And that's... so when did you do the surgery? What year? At the end of 2018. It happened in February. Okay. So almost a whole year. And that was the year that I turned 26 and was off my dad's insurance. Mm. And it literally happened in the perfect amount of time that by the time I got my insurance, I had to wait that long. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I'm being tested for some reason. Uh huh. But I finally got it at the end of that year. And um, it's been uphill since then, right. kind of. Here in Jax, you had that? Yeah, actually, right when I moved to Jacksonville. With ortho, what orthos did you use? To... Kevin Kaplan, J-O-I. J-O-I. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was great. J-O-I, nice. Okay, so that was done, and then I'm assuming you did PT for it, right? Yeah. Rehab. Um, and how long was it before you started, like, doing some training, like, regular lower body training not long a couple months they were honestly like surprised by my progress and they were yeah. like you're not supposed to be doing this right now but you're not a regular person though. no i'm very <laughs> stubborn i uh -huh. don't and you had a foundation like you, it's not yeah. like you're a regular sedentary person who now gets this injury and you're going to start training yourself yeah you knew what you're doing mm -hmm. nice all right so how often does it bother you these days so when I was playing flag football, I stopped a few months ago. So only until recently, my knee was bothering me a lot. Mm. So like, I would say six months ago, I squatted 205 for three, mm -hmm. which is pretty good considering everything that I dealt with with my knee. Right. And then a week later, I couldn't walk down the stairs. Because of that knee. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with me squatting that heavy. Right. It just had to do with, like, my knee. Yeah. So I've really... As much as I love being active and playing sports, I told my team, I was like, I love you guys. And they're my friends. And yeah, it's So sure. it's fun, right. you know? And I was like, I just really need to take a break from this for, for now, focus on my knee, do all my PT. And unfortunately, with everything that I have uh, experienced with my knees, it's, that's also my second surgery on this knee. Okay. I tore meniscus before. but How'd you tear it the first time? Playing basketball. Basketball. All right. Yeah. Was, How, what, what year was that? I was 12. 12 when you did that. Yeah. And um, it only got worse. And it wasn't until I was 16 that I had surgery. Okay. And the doctor pretty much When you said, say worse, pain getting worse, oh, functionality yeah. getting worse? Oh, yeah. Like, it got to the point when I was 16, um, the little knee bend, mm -hmm. very little knee bend that you yeah. need to shoot, I couldn't even do it. Okay. And the meniscus repair, big difference, big help? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It took it all out. <laughs> nice. Okay. Good info. Good stuff. All right. So I ask people this question because I want 
viewers to know, like we've all had stuff we've had to deal with. Like you can't look at it and say, oh yeah, well, of course they get to train consistently all the time. Like their body works just fine. Well, not really. Like just like anybody else in life, we have challenges, we have setbacks, we have major challenges at times. Yeah. Right? It's how we respond to them and what we do to get through them in the bigger picture that really dictates, all right, what's, what's going to be the outcome here, right? It's, yeah. This is just an event, an episode. What are we going to do with this, yeah. right? So I asked that question to let people who are tuning in know you're going to have challenges too. Like even if you're on the right track or you're deciding now, okay, I'm going to get on the right track. Yeah, It's not going to be smooth sailing. So if you expect, yeah, there's going to be bumps in the road, but I'm going to premeditate how I'm going to respond to those. Yeah. Uh, there's always some kind of solution. Um, it's how you work for things and meet those challenges of life. So these are, these are good, sure. good pieces of info. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, all right. So the combo question was any, anything injury specific. So you got that knocked out. Thank you. Um, before, before I get to the next two little pieces, one of the things I noticed about you, I'm like, I pick up on these details. Like you wear some really comfortable looking pants when you train. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> you don't have to share them now, but I want to know, all right, where, where do you get these? I'm all about the comfort and the functionality. Yeah. Oh, right? me too. Um, these are young LA. Okay. Um, actually a guy in the gym, I, uh, forgive me, I forget his name, but he's, he's cool. I talked to him every now and then. I walked up to him and I was like, those look pretty comfy, where those from? <laughs> and I got them. But right. yeah, they're young LA, they got cool pockets, they're very right. airy. Right. And then the other ones I wear a lot are alphalete. Okay. Um, I wear the men's ones because that's just my style. Understood. And they're more uh, comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. More forgiving, more more functional. Yeah. I get it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So one of the biggest questions I get from people out there, whether it's like, if they're commenting on a video or like a TikTok video, or they're, if they're a coaching client, a private coaching client, they'll ask like, what keeps you committed and how do you stay on track? What keeps you focused and dedicated so that you're always doing this, like no matter what, right? And my life hasn't always been like that. I've shared some, some of the ups and downs on previous episodes. I've had my, my, my episodes too, where this is bad. Like, this is this is bad things are dark right now right um what keeps you how would you describe the 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 intangible or the more ambiguous side of what keeps you motivated on track like dedicated and committed honestly i it, it's just a way of life for me now mm. it's i've been doing it so much that it would just almost it would feel weird like not, if, if there's yeah, if there's a few days where, like I had a friend the other day, oh, you just never just sit home and do nothing and not go to the gym. And I'm like, that sounds awful. <laughs> right. um, and I also, I grew up, I grew up, I think my parents weren't the healthiest. Understood. And there were a lot of problems that came with that. Right. And I just always wanted to do the best for myself. Mm. And truly... When I work out and push myself to the extreme, the gym is like a form of meditation for me. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. So you even said to me when you came up to me, you're like, you look so serious, you know, all the time. <laughs> I feel like you're in the zone. And I am. Like, right. I was thinking about it. It's funny because when I first started working out before like a really big set, like I would PR or something, mm -hmm. I would like tell myself to get angry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, let's get hyped. Let's get angry. And now it's the complete opposite. Now I like literally like zone out and uh -huh. close my eyes and I'm like, okay, calm down. Yeah. And it feels so much better. Right. But it's like my me time. Yep. It's like. Understood. You know, it's me hanging out with myself, listening to music. Yeah. Pushing yeah. myself, doing things I never thought I could do. Right. And it's really rewarding. Right. I totally agreed on, on several levels. Like this can go deeper sometimes. Um, yeah. But for anybody listening or watching, um, I think the way we all describe how we stay on track and committed might sound a little different. The way the words we use or the things we stay focused on, but ultimately it all comes down to like what we call just a way of life. Yeah. Right. So whether it's like, ah, I want to be 
around for my kids. I want to be around for my grandkids. Like I'm having a future vision of, you know, I want my health to be as good as possible. What does that, what does that mean now? It means yeah. I got to take action now if I want that down the road. Yeah. So all these different explanations make it, this is a way of life. This is how I live yeah. to get these various outcomes that I want. Honestly, I look at it too, branching off of what you said. It's like we have our one life. Why not make the most of, the, the most of it and the best of it right. out of every way that we can? Why, you know, mm -hmm. why sit and not take care of yourself and not be healthy? You're going to have all these other issues that are going to come along. Right. Why not achieve the most that you can for yourself? Right. It's you a know? choice. Yeah. Right. And I, I get it. Like there's a lot of people out there who haven't been into this since childhood like we were. And it's a very confusing realm for them. Yeah. Like there's so much gym, crap like, out there. Yeah. yeah. Or even just like a, looking at advertisements or hearing all these different social media gurus and fake influencers. Like yeah. the regular person doesn't know what to believe or yeah. how to discern what's right, what's not right, what's right for them versus right for somebody else. Um, and I think a lot of people psychologically throw in the towel before they even like em totally embark on it. Right. Cause it's like, I don't even know where to start. Like the last time I tried, I felt like a moron. I gained weight instead of lost weight. I, you know, my back hurt or whatever. I, I, like, let's get some proper answers this time yeah. and change your approach, right? Yeah. The person has to discover that source of info to give them the right guidance. But the key is don't give up. Like, yeah. keep looking because your life is worth it, Yeah. right? Okay, good stuff here. Um, all right, you ready to get into the nominate and then a question for me and then we'll share your social if, if yeah, people sure. want to connect with you? Sure. All right, so who are you going to nominate for a future guest? Uh, my good friend Shalom. Shalom, S-H-A-L-O-M, yes. L-O-M. Um, she... Give us a quick scoop. I can Shalom. give you her info. She's a nurse. I met. Well, she's actually a nurse practitioner. Um, I met her at my job a few years ago. We've been friends for a few years. Mm -hmm. And... Um, She's a bikini competitor. Okay. She was at Dexter Jackson. Um, the way that she trains, the way that she applies herself, how motivated she is, like motivates me. Nice. So she's just one of those friends that you want to have around. Awesome. And, and does um, she train at the gym, Jacks? Yeah, she does. She does. Okay. Cool. So Shalom, just like it sounds. All right. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to uh, connect us yeah, so yeah. we can coordinate a future date. Cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right, so she's a, a nurse practitioner, you said also. Yes, nurse practitioner. Nurse yeah. practitioner. Yeah. And so which setting did you guys meet at? The hospital? In the ED. The ED. Yeah, when I was an EMT, she was a registered nurse. And okay. now she's a nurse practitioner. And where was that? Was that at Chance? Yeah. Chance. Mm -hmm. Nice. So she can relate to a lot of you yeah. know, what I go through. Yeah, too. yeah, awesome. And what age range is she in? She just turned 33. It okay. was her birthday um, two days ago, actually. In the midlife muscle zone. Perfect. Yeah. Well done. All right. Awesome. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and she she knows, like, you, I told you, her. you ran it by her? Yeah. And she's up for it? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Some people who are getting nominated don't know. So I'm like, all right, we're going to have to, like, surprise, surprise them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What is at least one good power question you got for me? Um, one that I came up with, I guess, um, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? I've been given? Yes. That you can share with everybody. Ooh, wow. Um, honestly, like the best advice that has come to me has been through scripture. Um, I've had a lot of amazing people in my life because of the realms I've been in and for the private training I, I used to do. I still do some private remote coaching with clients, but I, I used to have a couple studios um, up in New York, down here. Um, had so many amazing people and I don't want to discredit any of them because I've gotten like some of the best advice you could ever get from people from all walks, all levels of success, backgrounds, but the honest truth is in the last maybe 10 years, uh, I, I spoke about this in the, in the episode with Drew, mm -hmm. um, 
we talked about my faith, my upbringing in Roman Catholicism, my break away from it, my coming back to a direct relationship with Christ, um, and what that has looked like for the last 10 years, give or take. Um, and as I have made scripture and reading the word a regular part of my daily life, um, basically what comes out of those into me is literally the best advice ever. And I will say there's, there's so much of it that I can say, oh yeah, so-and-so told me this via real life conversation. They didn't say, hey, this is scripture. It was their experiential information they wanted to share with me mm -hmm. you know, as suggestive, helpful life advice. Mm -hmm. But it was like, oh yeah, that's, I'm reading that in scripture. Like it's been, you know, mm -hmm. this was always here. Mm -hmm. Not again, not to discredit anybody. They're speaking from experience, but um, everything that's been the most helpful from me is in scripture. And it's, I don't consider myself religious, but I do consider myself having a direct relationship with Christ, which is what I believe most people who are looking for something or uh, being a believer, it's, having that direct relationship with Christ that removes all the unnecessary, what I believe unnecessary middlemen, the structure, the rules, the, yeah. the ceremonies, like, I, yeah, I've experienced that. Are, are you a believer? So I grew up Catholic. Hmm. I was confirmed and everything. Likewise. And I'm sure as everyone can imagine, I had a little trouble growing up Catholic being <laughs> gay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it was just very hard for me growing up being forced. My dad was very, my dad's Puerto Rican and very Catholic. Really? Very conservative, yeah. Okay. So he, it pretty much forcing the Catholic faith on me. Mm -hmm. um, growing up knowing I am what I am, I've always been what, what I've been. Mm -hmm. It was very hard for me to right. accept that. Right. And to experience experience all the things that I did in the Catholic Church yeah and to hear the things and also and I have just I've experienced I've just experienced many different people that I feel personally view religion the wrong way mm -hmm. I will never forget in Tallahassee I was at dinner once with my friends and I overheard this conversation behind me and there was these two men and the one guy said, you got to join my church. It's great. It's a Catholic church, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. I can literally murder someone tonight of repent tomorrow and I will go to heaven. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is sick. And then at Florida State, there would always be people on the grounds that come and protest mm -hmm. and they'll hold signs saying, like, if you're gay, you're going to hell. Mm. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jesus knows I'm not. Right. I'm pretty sure the number one rule is love thy neighbor. And I and and you know, you're created equal. Yeah. Everyone's created equal in God. You know, so like yeah. I felt it very contradicting. Mm -hmm. Um I experienced too many people, I should say. Right. That but then again along the way I've experienced many people who I feel like do it the right way. Yes. And that can you can argue that about any faith. Right. And I believe I saw what Drew said. I, you know, he said, if I remember correctly, it doesn't matter what religion you are as long as you're a good person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at the end of the day, every religion is based on that. As long as you're a good person and you actually, you know, mean well, do well. What your intentions are. Exactly. Right. As, as long as you, you know, have good faith, mm -hmm. no matter where it stems from. Right then that's what it's all about. Right. So so you do have a relationship with... I do believe that there's a higher power. Right. Um, I'm honestly contemplating, like, what exactly I believe currently. Understood. But I do believe in karma. Yeah. I do believe that um, what you put out into this world is what you will get. Mm. I do believe that you need to be good. Yeah. You need to be fair. Right. You need to treat other people the way that you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. I feel like as long as you do that, and as long as you believe that, you know, you're not the only one, you're no better than the next person, right. then I think 
everything will turn out the way that it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right. Whatever that means. Those are some good rules. I like it. So um, if you ever want to connect and chat about like this part of your journey, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll openly share my whole thing to sure. give you a perspective of how I was raised really hardcore Roman Catholic with Italians who were off the boat. Yeah. Um, how and why, like I broke away from it and then what specifically brought me back to seeking Christ and creating a whole different paradigm for myself um, and, and the daily practices I employ now mm -hmm. that basically are my way of maintaining that relationship, developing myself and putting even more goodness into the world because of it. I totally just ask me, just say, hey, can you talk today or phone or in person, whatever. Okay. Do not hesitate, please. Okay. Right? No. And it's not to like try to say, hey, you come this direction or that direction. It's just to like expand your realm of what's possible in other human beings yeah. and to maybe give you more material to work with yourself. Yeah. Cool? Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right. Great question, by the way. Uh, did you expect that answer? Uh, <laughs> no, I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So before we wrap up uh, and share Rachel's social, um, is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up? No, I think, no. I think I'm good. Okay. So again, Midlife Muscle Podcast for all the video episodes, and you're going to want to tune in because we've got a lot more good ones coming up. MidlifeMuscleNews.com for the newsletter. It's a complimentary newsletter that I get to just share other things that maybe don't go on video. Um, and for anybody asking, like I said, the first episode I did with Ashley, I had my, this is mine, my, my supplement combo here. I had it out because I didn't take it that day. And I took it like literally just before we recorded and I left the drawer here. People were asking, hey, what's that thing by your chair? So I'm like, hey, I'm going to leave this here. I'm not going to talk about it here. Maybe we'll do another episode uh, about it. But if you want to learn about it, just go to get livingstrength.com just like it sounds getlivingstrength.com and you can learn all about it all the info is there all right so what social channel do you want to share you're gonna laugh at me i don't think i even know my handle uh instagram i guess instagram what is it I'm not too big on it uh, run underscore forest 99 run r-u-n underscore f-o-r-r-e-s-t 99 99. You no, know, run, forest, run. Run, forest, run. All right, so that's run underscore forest, two R's, yep. 99. What does the 99 stand for? I have no idea. I just like the number. <laughs> All right, cool. No fun story behind it. This has been great. Very insightful. I know a lot of people are going to benefit from this in various ways. So I appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate you. Big time. Yeah, big thank time. You. Thank you. All right, and that's it. Be sure to tune in, leave your comments, post below. In the comments section, whether you're watching this on YouTube or seeing it on the, the Spotify video feed now too, uh, or if you're reading the newsletter version of this, there's a comment area down below. And until ne next time, peace and much love to you. We'll see you there.